Hello, welcome to Catherine Lerma's Guide to Land. Hi, this is Catherine Lerma, and welcome to the next podcast in my podcast series, which is Catherine Lerma's Guide to Life. So the next one I'm talking about is my trek um, 26 for Alzheimer's Society. So I trek 26 miles around the Cotswolds because um, I hadn't been there before um, on behalf of uh, the Alzheimer's Society. Um, now, we lost my uh, ex-father-in-law to Alzheimer's, unfortunately, um, a few weeks before I did the trek. And him and I had always had a really good relationship and I'd always made him laugh and he always uh, made me laugh. And I felt really guilty that I'd not been there for his last year. Um, and also to support my ex-husband going through that time because, you know, um, it's, you know, you've been with somebody for a long time then, you know, you, you know they're kind of your friend and stuff. And you, you kind of, I felt a little, I just felt really guilty. So I made, but we made the decision that it was probably best if I didn't go to the funeral, just in case um, one of the relatives made a comment and spoiled the day um, and upset my um, ex-mother-in-law. She was really worried about it. So sometimes things um, are bigger than you um, and not as important as you. Um, and that was, it was more important that she was okay um, and that the day went okay. So instead, um, I saw and I spent some time with my ex-mother-in-law um, after the funeral. She came down the week after. Um, you know, we found ways to remember my ex-father-in-law then. And I decided to do a 26-mile trek for the Alzheimer's Society um, to help raise some money for research into it, into Alzheimer's. And I'd never been to the Cotswolds before. Um, and when I did the half marathon walk in London earlier this year, um, I met a lady on a tube who lived in the Cotswolds and talked about it. So I thought it would be a really good opportunity to see a bit of the Wolds. And also it would be preparation for running the marathon that I was going to be doing. Because if I've walked 26 miles, then I know I can walk 26 miles, so I'll be able to run it. Um, there's logic there, but that's how I approached the half marathon and it kind of worked. So I thought, well, if it's worked the first time, then it should work another time. Um, it'd also be really good preparation, time my feet um, for running the marathon that I was going to be doing. Because uh, Chris, the trainer from the Marathon Ready Retreat, said that time on your feet was what was most important. Um, and the walking was good preparation for all marathons as well as running. And to say, um, for mentally, for me having um, actually done uh, a 26 mile distance um, is part of the sort of key preparation because actually what I'm beginning to realize about running and long distance running is it's not so much the fitness and the running it's actually the mental strength is what you need to get you through um uh so I thought right okay I probably need to do that now I was working until 8 p.m the night before so I headed down to the wald straight after to the Premier Inn in Tewkesbury arriving just after 10 p.m at night and heading straight off to bed because I was really tired I slept really well, um, but I woke quite early. I think it was because I was starting the trek at 6.40 a.m. and it was half an hour drive away and I didn't want to oversleep. So I kind of that was sort of on my mind. Uh, and as I was checking out, I saw a couple of people in Alzheimer's T-shirts. So I said, I think you're going to the same place as me. And they laughed and said, what gives it away? So I headed off um, on my way to the farm that it was starting from. Uh, unfortunately, there was a road closure due to an accident, but everyone was OK. And so it was a bit stressful, hoping I'd get there in time following the diversion. But all was fine. And I arrived in plenty of time to grab a bacon butty um, and have a cup of coffee.
So I decided that I probably needed the caffeine to keep me going on my walk. Although I've been drinking, um, you know, I haven't really been drinking that much caffeine. So but I thought, you know, today I'm probably going to need it. And um, because I was feeling a bit tired as well, because I said I hadn't slept 100 percent, and because I think um, I was I was worried about not waking up. Now I did put a little um, forget me not um, sort of note as a forget me not garden at each of the events um, for my ex father in law, um, and it was just you know to say what I was thinking, and then and then we went. You know, it was time for the brief, and then we went off and, and started off on our walk, and a few people went off quite quickly quickly and I did push myself and go get a bit quicker than I probably should have done um for the first part um but I was talking to a guy uh, who recently ran and said that he'd always been out of breath and when he ran races so I was kind of thinking along those lines so I did push myself and I was a bit out of breath and perhaps I kind of overdid it for the first bit now the first section was quite flat and then we started to climb up a really steep hill and I'd met an equestrian on the way. For some reason, equestrians always seem to find each other, no matter where, where they always end up standing next to each other. Um, I don't know, but um, she dyed her hair blue to match the Alzheimer's branding and it looked really cool. And then once at the top, we trekked down a road and then up another hill and a longer road and through some fields. And it was uh, it was a really varied route. And the first stop was at a village with a very flat green um, where I picked up a couple of snack bars. I did see a tub of pasta and thought about picking one of those up and I didn't. And I did regret that decision at mile 14. And you'll find out why in a minute. We then climbed up a really steep hill with thunder rumbling overhead. I'd lost count um, of the number of times that I took my waterproof off and then put it back on again. And it was too hot, so I took it off and it didn't actually rain. This kind of went on for the whole trek, really. And when you're walking um, on a charity walk like this, there are always a few people that you see all of the time. Uh, and this was definitely the case with this one. There are also lots of people walking on their own. And, and over 26 miles, it's a really good place to think um, while enjoying the amazing views of the surrounding countryside. Now, walking in a beautiful location over a number of miles as I say, is, is a great place to sort of think about life decisions. And then we headed up Cleve Hill, uh, which I was told was a really famous hill. And there was a queue at the bottom for the gateway as there was a horse blocking the way. Um, so I walked up, announced my equestrian abilities and, and quickly moved the horse so everyone could get through. And um, it was a really steep climb, but the views were amazing. Um, I'd, however, then I did miss the lunch venue. I'm not really sure how. I, um, it must have been on the building by the right at the top by the golf course with the amazing views. Um, but I got a bit sidetracked by the views. Um, and as I say, I was looking at the golfers and then I climbed up a bit more of Cleve Hill, admiring the views of Cheltenham and the surrounding area. And this is the highest point in Gloucestershire, which might account for it being a tad windy up there. As I say, I passed the 13-mile point, stopped for a photo, then carried on to the 14-mile point where I decided to take out the route map from my pocket. And it was at this point that I realised I had missed lunch. However, fortunately, I'd got nuts, haribos and strawberries with me, plus the uh, snacks that I picked up at the first thing. So that would just have to do until I reached the next break point after 18 miles. And this section was really flat grass and I headed onto a lane and then reached the 16 mile point. And I met a lady sitting on a fence waiting for her friend who told me um, the next break point wasn't too far away. I must have looked quite tired at this point. 
So um, uh, and as I say, every point you kind of you pass someone sitting down, you start to ask them if they're okay. Um, and then across the next field, there was a person I met at the travel lodge. They passed me, um, and it was it was turning a bit grey at this point. Uh, and I just reached the rest point in time when the heavens open, and I sat drinking a cup of cup of chocolate, watching the rain absolutely lash down through the windows. By some miracle, I had managed to get this far without getting wet. And then the one time that it had absolutely lashed it down, I was sitting inside drinking a hot drink. So I had a packet of crisps, not particularly healthy, but hey. And then I grabbed a few more snack bars before heading on my way and chatting to the lady who worked there. Now the footpath we went through was a field of barley and because it had just rained you had to slide in the mud which in the God's world clearly has some unique property as I've had I've experienced mud in both Cheshire and Ayrshire but this was something else something more like glue and it was really heavy going and it was one of the hardest parts of the walk and then trying to get the mud off your boots afterwards was equally challenging because it just sticks to it and you can't move it. And then the miles started counting down um, and I was still following the pink arrows. And then we had a steep climb and there was part, which was another one that was really muddy. And I was glad I'd made the decision to bring my parents' walking stick as well because I'm not sure I would have actually been able to get through this section without it because it was just so slippy and so, you know, sort of, because it was going to be raining. And there was a sign which said this part will be tough, but will be worth it. And the view didn't disappoint. So off we went along more paths and roads and the miles counting down and yet another steep hill uh, with another it'll be worth it sign. And the view really was worth it when you reached the top because I could see the field and I could see my red car parked in it. And that was possibly one of the best views of the entire trek. <laughs> and I reached the last mile marker and then... I had a descent uh, which was slippery and tricky, but I made it all the way along to the finish, down a road and then across a grassy field to the finish line where I collected my 26-mile medal and a very warm welcome small glass of Prosecco. And strangers were there shouting to me, well done, as I crossed the finish line. A couple of people en route had said, I'd, well done, that I'd done it all on my own. And I did see a few lap black labradors en route as well. Um, I did want to borrow one because I did miss Pippa um, walking with Pippa because she's usually pulling me. And although I'm, I would tell her off of pulling me, actually, I could have really done with her help pulling me up the hills. Um, <laughs> so I headed home then um, after a break and with a smile and a massive sense of achievement, I'd walked 26 miles. It had taken me 10 hours, but I'd walked 26 miles. Um, and it was really great. And I'd had it was such a good experience. And when you think about it, um, all we're doing is, you know, walking 26 miles and raising some money for a really, really worthwhile cause. And, you know, you're just putting a pair of boots on and packing some nibbles and waterproofs in a, in a rucksack and spending one day out of 365 days walking um, to raise money for something. And you know, it's not actually that difficult. Um, and it's certainly something that everybody should do in their lives, you know, even if they just do it once. And at no point did I think, I can't do this. I knew I was going to finish it. Um, and now I've done that, I know that I have the mental strength um, to run a marathon. And, you know, that's what I'll be doing next. Um, and you can find out if you keep listening to podcasts, how that went. Did I finish it? Um, so thanks very much for listening to this podcast. Have an awesome week. 
then go out there, put your boots on, go and walk somewhere, search online, you know, go and sign up for some charity thing, even if it's just a five mile one or a 5k one, just go and do it because um, it really, really helps with like physical and mental um, health and you're also doing it for a really good cause.